Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Hope that you all are doing well under the current circumstances. I know that we've got a lot going on right now in the world around us. So if nothing else, I hope that you all have been able to at least come up for air here and there with the pockets and availabilities um, in the times that we have them. Uh, For those of you all that are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. I I definitely appreciate you for coming out um, and and listening in today. For those of you all that are returning, thank you as well. Whether you're new or whether you're returning, I ask that you go ahead and subscribe. Encourage somebody else to to subscribe as well. And uh, just stay in tune with us. Stay in touch with us. I want to jump straight into today's podcast. Honestly, guys, I have so many thoughts and so much on my mind. And before we do that, I want to just say thank you to everybody who took the time to share everything that was posted and done last month for Mental Health Month, for Mental Health Awareness, and um, I appreciate you all so much. The 31 Days of Power series was phenomenal. There was so many things that we were able to take away from it, and I'm excited for what's to come next with that. So be on the lookout and stay tuned. Um, the month of June is Men's Health Month, and so my plan and idea is to continue different conversations as normal, but then also have different conversations pertaining to um, men's health uh, from a few different facets, right? Um, from how we as men take care of ourselves in this space, um, the the toxic masculinity conversation is going to be very important. But then also, I wanted to have some conversations around raising men and boys, right? And And specifically raising boys that become young men. So there are going to be some really good topics that we have over the month, and I'm excited for that. Um, but today, we've got uh, more pressing issues that I think actually do flow into the conversation of men's health. And obviously, the world is mourning the death of George Floyd, um, who had his life senselessly taken last week by a police officer who didn't have a regard for his well-being whatsoever. And... Um, not even just one, but four in total. And and we have seen outrage. We've seen outcries. We've seen frustration and anger. We've seen sadness and sorrow. Uh, I got a chance to go and participate in the protest taking place downtown in Seattle um, over the weekend. And I definitely want to make the point that it was peaceful. It was very peaceful. We got video evidence and pictures to prove it. Um, Obviously, idiots want to come in and in just a few to mess things up and, and folks who have no agenda but to just start nonsense and completely there for a different reason than what, you know, the vast majority were there for. But even with that, there were some truths um, taking place when it comes to it wasn't just the people. Um, it, it definitely were those that we trust and that we put our faith and hope in on the other side. Who, who played a part in it as well. And uh, that's not fair when you talk about trying to antagonize people who are peacefully there and people who want resolve, people who want love and people who want reconciliation. And so that's where this conversation is going to be today. Um, and the reason why is because I've been having a lot of my um, white counterparts reach out to me and just some that I've, I've been in touch with for quite some time. And some of the, the the questions that have been asked about, you know, well, what can we do? How can we how can we play a part in this? Right. And so there are a few things that really stuck out to me. I did a video on this yesterday on my social media platforms, and I wanted to just kind of talk about it today. Right. As we talk about George Floyd and what's taking place um, 
with his situation, um, it, it, it brings up a, a wealth of trauma around other conversation pieces as well. When you talk about um, the likes of uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, we can go down the list, Oscar Grant. Like there are so many individuals whose lives have been senselessly taken by the hands of law enforcement. But then I think it's deeper than just the law enforcement. You know, we talk about the day-to-day racism. We talk about um, a lot of the different things that we see um, in our lives that are going on with us. And I I hear and I'm seeing more white people and non-black people um, voice their thoughts and, and having questions and standing in solidarity. And that's all great, right? And I want to continue to encourage that, right? Uh, I think that it's so important for us to make sure that we are uh, obviously um, elevating the voices of melanated people and definitely um, listening to the stories. And and one of the ways that we do this is by uh, being able to understand that it's not just a thing of my black life mattering or another black person's life mattering, right? A lot of people get caught up in the semantics and they want to start pinpointing what they believe to be inaccuracies with the actual group black life matters. But before it was ever a group, before it was ever an organization, what a lot of people are missing is the point in fact that it in itself was an affirmation literally three simple words that said black lives matter before it was ever a group it was an affirmation and i want to stick to the affirmation piece because what i believe is that a lot of people struggle with affirming this portion to black people and in that i want to let you know it's okay for you to let black folks know that their black life matters that, that I see you, that I stand with you, and that I understand you, and I love you. And here's the caveat that I want to throw out here to all of this. Because as we move forward, you can tell me that I matter. But I think that as we talk about issues that are of the matter in this, one of the things that we've got to understand is that our dogs matter. Our pets matter. Our materialism they matter. So one of the things that I'm going to actually put out even further than that, as we have this conversation of matter, and it's the very thing that black ancestors were marching for when we talk about Dr. King, when we talk about, um, you know, Rosa Parks and, and Malcolm X and um, Fannie Lou Hamer and all of these other amazing, brilliant, you know, black activists, right? Um it's not enough to matter. I think the greater question is, is my black life equal? Because that's where we tend to get a lot of the mix up. And that's where we tend to get things lost in translation because I can matter to you. But in the moment of me mattering, if you had to choose between things that mattered and things that were actually equal and of greater concern, would you choose my black life? And so many times throughout history, this is what we've seen. We've seen people with good intention who believe that a life mattered, but at the same time didn't treat that same life as if it was equal. 
And so I just want to encourage us to take a deeper dive into our ideology and our hearts when it comes to this matter. If we're going to elevate melanated voices, the question is, is, is my black life equal? And I think that that's important. A few things that I want to give in this conversation today, I did this video yesterday talking about, is it possible for love to really conquer um, with everything that's taking place? And I believe that it can. And, and I kind of geared this conversation towards, you know, white allies and non-black allies who wanted to help, who had questions. I had a few friends reach out yesterday and were just like, yo, I didn't realize that white privilege was a thing. I thought it was made up this entire time. And, and, and just having some good conversations with friends yesterday, it brought several thoughts to my, um, my mind and my attention that I wanted to be able to just put out for you all. And, and for those who, who might be white or, or maybe non-black, I just want to encourage you all, like, as you continue to see the images and as you continue to see all of this education and this work and everything that's going on, I want to encourage stamina to you. And the reason why I want to encourage stamina to you is because this work that that you've seen over the last week that feels draining and tiring is it is it is it can be depressing. But understand that what you're experiencing in this week has been the life of black people and other people of color for so long. And so I want to encourage stamina. I really want to encourage you to take time to. Pull your head up to breathe when you can, but get back into the fight because it's very easy to just go back into our normal life and our normal way of living and, and say, oh, well, I did my duty. I did my due diligence. I'm done. No, 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 no. There is so much more education. The fight continues. And dare I say, we need you in this space for the long run. And so I believe that as I encourage this stamina piece and as I encourage you to not lose sight and to not lose faith, I also want to encourage you in love and three areas of love that I think are so important. The first being that love listens. A lot of times we don't necessarily look at it like that, but love listens. Love takes the time to hear. Love takes the time to um, to gain an understanding and I want to encourage you all uh, in this to make sure that you are taking the time to hear those around you. Love listens. A lot of times it's very easy to think that something is made up until you actually have the opportunity to be connected to somebody who's connected to the struggle. In this case, what we're talking about as true equality for black people when it comes to treatment, for us to, to be shown that our lives matter and that we're important, right? I want to encourage you all to take the time to listen to stories that are different from your experience. And, and, and I'm going to address my white friends and white people with this in this moment for this particular space. One of the things that I've been blessed to to do outside of traveling 47 of the 50 countries here in the States, 
but then also living in a predominantly black neighborhood in Chicago during my childhood, going to a predominantly white institution in college and then coming home and living in a very diverse uh, uh, situation in, in, in county or I should say area of Chicago after I graduated, but then also being able to come and literally pick my life up, move all the way to the Pacific Northwest to Seattle, Washington, and be the minority completely. It has given me an opportunity to connect with some amazing people from all different walks of life. And one of the things that I'm gathering as I'm walking from all different walks of life, specifically from my white friends and counterparts, is that there is this misconception that my experience has been their experience from the way that they see all the white people who've grown up around them and their area is the experience of everybody. And, 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 and there's this, this confusion sometimes that happens that, oh, it's also the experience of my black friend who is the token who I'm now connected with. And no, that's, that's not the case at all. And, and I want to encourage you all to look past the part of yourself that sometimes will trap you into thinking that um, everybody who doesn't look like you carried the same upbringing experience or privilege that you had. And when we say privilege, privilege isn't a bad thing. I don't want you to feel bad for the fact that you carry privilege. That is... Um, that is not the case. I'm not telling you that what you have is bad, right? And, and hear me when I say this. When we say white privilege, it doesn't mean that life has not been hard for you, right? It literally just means that your skin tone isn't one of the things making it harder, right? There's plenty of other privileges that we have when we talk about the economical standpoint, right? When we talk about, you know, uh, the able-bodiedness, the the male um, chauvinistic space that we have, right? But but white privilege is a is a thing because of the fact that you aren't targeted by a majority white population who looks at you and maybe doesn't believe that your life is valuable or that your life matters, and that's all that we're saying in this space, and so. I want to encourage you all to take some time to truly listen. Love listens. Love hears upbringings and experiences that are different. And in that, it shapes something greater within you. And that's needed as a professional who has also spent a lot of time in the field of mental health, working with students with behavioral issues and becoming a mentor to so many young black men um, in the city of Chicago. One of the things that um, I did early on was I would take my young men to areas outside of their two to four to six block radius and move it greater into taking them to downtown Chicago. And you should see the way that their 13, 14, 15 year old eyes lit up 
when I took them to areas in Chicago that they had never experienced before. But greater than that, when I took them to areas outside of Chicago going north, now we're talking like hitting the neighborhoods where Northwestern University is, where the movie Mean Girls was filmed, where the Home Alone house is, where Michael Jordan's home is. Now you're talking about areas with homes that are up to $20 million and, 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 and being able to see some of your childhood memories up close and personal, taking pictures and, and seeing this. And I'm reminded of a comment that was made by one of my mentees where he said, I'd put my life that I'm currently moving in and living and my gun down if I knew that I could have this. And I asked him, what's stopping you? And he said, honestly, before this moment, I, I never knew that it existed and I never knew that it was something that I could possess. Catch this. It was a perspective shift that took place right there in that moment because he only saw the world through his lens of the life that he lived and the radius that he was brought up in, the culture that he was brought up in. And I learned so much from this 13 year old kid this day, because in that moment, I didn't realize that it would teach me something that I, I, I am now using as a valuable lesson in this space to talk to you all about, which is the reality that Many of us are like him. We grow up in our own radiuses, in our own areas, in our own cultures, in our own biases, in our own upbringings, and in our own backgrounds. And we never take into consideration, definitely for those who are the majority in the majority's upbringing and experience might have been overall the same. Obviously, you all have had differences within maybe how you were raised, but the experience of being a white individual who has carried um, a voice that others that don't look like you and that didn't come up like you don't have, that, that child's innocence to have a greater enlightenment and understanding in that moment is something that I believe that can be a great teaching moment for us when we talk about love, being able to listen and in that moment, it takes us into our second point, which is that love learns. It allows love the opportunity to help us learn. And so I just want to encourage that. It's okay to learn something different from what you've been taught. And the reason being is because it gives you perspective. It causes you to challenge maybe some of the things that you were brought up learning that weren't the truth about some of the people that you come in contact with. It might explain why sometimes when you get around black people, and I'm gonna just keep it to black people, right? As a black man, I wanna keep it to black people, but it might explain that when you get around us, you, in a grocery store, you might try and keep your distance or you clutch your purse or you, you, you feel this need to constantly look and stare to make sure that we don't do anything funny. It helps you to unlearn some of the, the very ignorances that, that were taught here in this country. So I want to encourage the learning piece because when you can learn, you get a chance to see that 
Sometimes you've added on to the very thing that has been a constant experience for your black friend for the longest period of time. And then finally, love empathizes. Love carries a level of empathy that will allow for change, that will allow for understanding, and that will eventually allow for, um, I believe, a greater movement of true equality. You might not fully understand what is taking place in the lives of your black friends right now, and that's okay. But you can definitely walk with them through this moment and being able to empathize with the fact that, hey, you're feeling pain and I've felt pain before. I can't speak directly to your pain, but the reality is, is that I have hard enough to know that something is hurting you and I want to be here for you. That, that's power. And I really want to encourage that today. For those of you all who feel like, man, like, I haven't posted anything or I don't know what to say. Hey, it's okay. I'd actually encourage you to do something different. Take the time to reach out and check on your black friend. Check on your friend of color and say, hey, I just want to see how you're doing through all of this. Now understanding that this could potentially be affecting you. I truly do believe that love can conquer so much within this. But in order for love to conquer, we've got to take a look at our hearts. We've got to take a look at our upbringings. We've got to take a look at some of our biases. And we've got to take a look at what we can do in these moments to be better. I'm looking forward to furthering this conversation because we do have a lot of folks who are looking to have some understanding on ways that they can learn and, and we want to be here as a resource so that we can move together in unity equality and solidarity as always family you're not losing in life you're not failing you're simply between the dreams